Welcome to a show I've called The Servative Hour, because servative is the opposite of conservative. And it's a uh, call-in show, talk show, so feel free to call in and talk. And the topic for this February 7th, 2023 is the State of the Union. 2023. I had thought last week when uh, I made the topic the Russian colluders plan to get those who accuse them of Russian colluding, had thought about making the show about the uh, Justice in Policing Act, Part 2, attempt to get something passed on that, which... Uh, doubtful with the current Republican House going along with that. Thought about making the topic uh, Tyree Nichols video comes out day after Suzanne Geist gets police union endorsement but Chinese spy balloon takes everyone's minds off police reform. So this week, I had thought about making it about uh, Justice in Policing Act, some sort of attempt to have oversight and accountability, something that's often forgotten in the conservative movement's take the cuffs off the cops approach that uh, oversight and accountability can increase the confidence the public has in the police force making it easier for them to police and having the public cooperate in reducing crime so I chose the State of the Union 2023 since the State of the Union speech was tonight. And maybe next week I'll have uh, the attempt to get something like the Justice in Policing Act passed, or at least the case for it being passed, what that's all about. But uh, this week, like I said, it's the State of the Union 2023. So, I have some articles on that. <clears throat> and, of course, the phone number here is 402-474-5086. If you have any opinions on the State of the Union address or the State of the Union as it is in 2023. You lousy ingrates don't deserve Joe Biden. That's the title of an article from Wonkit.com by Stephen Robinson, February 7th, 2023. The Washington Post, ABC News, dropped a new poll this week 
and a whopping 62% of Americans say Biden hasn't achieved much during his first two years in office. Only 63% of those surveyed said Biden had accomplished, quote, a great deal, or even, quote, a good amount. Yes, a majority of Americans consider Biden no better than a common Calvin Coolidge, who boasted a tremendous talent for literally doing nothing. However, this poll reminds me of John Oliver's hypothetical survey of whether owls exist. And I took the link there to find out what the John Oliver's hypothetical survey of whether owls exist was all about. And it was that uh, it's kind of meaningless having surveys where you ask, is 15 greater than 10, or do owls exist? Because, of course, owls exist, and, of course, 15 is better than 10. And if uh, a few people, or even a majority, say that owls don't exist, it doesn't mean that owls don't exist. It means that they're wrong. Anyway, back to the article. A majority of people believing something's false doesn't actually make it true. Biden has had an incredibly productive presidency. This is objective fact. You can oppose major infrastructure investments, modest gun safety legislation, and a major climate and health bill if you're that kind of creep. But you can't deny their existence. These owls are real. Russell Berman at The Atlantic points out that 2021's American Rescue Plan, Biden's COVID-19 relief bill, that passed without any Republican support, quote, was about the size of Barack Obama's two biggest legislative achievements, his initial economic stimulus package and the 2010 Affordable Care Act combined. The legislation sent 1,400 dollar checks to Americans across the country, nearly doubled the child tax credit, shored up state budget accounts, and funded testing, treatment, and vaccines to fight the pandemic. The Affordable Care Act didn't launch in full until 2014, well into Obama's second term. Republicans spent years shouting about, quote, death panels and Soviet-style bread lines at the doctor's office. Biden gave you fool's cash money during his first year, and you still went Janet Jackson on him. And I didn't look up what, uh, oh, what have you done for me lately? I guess that's a song. Okay. This poll would rightly annoy a president with Biden's record who'd entered office under relatively normal circumstances. But Biden is more like the first president after a zombie apocalypse. It's a couple years later. Life has mostly returned to normal. No fungus face freaks are breaking down your door. But the president still can't crack 50% approval. What's with you? What will satisfy you people? Let's wind the clocks back to the 2020 presidential campaign. A global pandemic was killing an increasing number of people each day. 
We were mostly confined to our homes. Businesses were shuttered. That Christmas, extended families exchanged presents over Zoom. It's not as if Republicans have memory hold how awful the pandemic's first year was. They won't shut up about it. While wanting Dr. Anthony Fauci prosecuted for, I guess, being uh, president at the time. And then they have some tweets from, uh, like, uh, Representative Jim Jordan and uh, Lauren Bulbert, where he says he needs to go to jail. He is responsible for thousands of people not being able to say goodbye to their loved ones. He needs to repay the businesses, and he needs to pay for all the heartache and sadness he has caused. Okay. It was under Biden's watch that almost 80% of the U.S. population received at least one dose of the life-saving COVID-19 vaccine. Yes, Republicans predictably embraced an anti-vax position once it was obvious that Donald Trump would have to vac vacate the White House and couldn't claim credit for the modern medical miracle that kept millions out of the hospital and their local cemetery. It was under Biden's watch that schools fully reopened, but right-wingers quickly transitioned to complaining about critical race theory. It was also under Biden's watch that restaurants and bars resumed mostly normal operation. But right-wingers complained about drag queens performing at brunch. Republicans are awful, of course, and we should expect no less from them. But 52% of American voters chose Biden in 2020 because they believed he'd return the country to normal after years of Trump's malignant dysfunction and chaos. As Ezra Klein wrote in 2019, after Biden's official campaign announcement, quote, Joe Biden isn't promising a political revolution. He's not promising to drain the swamp, restructure the Senate, remake capitalism, or usher in socialism. What Biden is promising is a return to normalcy. End quote. He clearly delivered on that promise, even after COVID-19 made a, quote, normal seem like an oasis in the desert. It's disappointing that Biden hasn't at least maintained the support from those who sensibly elected him. Uh, I'm reminded of the old joke about the guy who goes to a doctor with crushed legs. The doctor repairs the damage so he can walk again. But the guy complains that he can no longer dance like Fred Astaire. <clears throat> Quote, could you before? The doctor asked. No, the guy admits. But why didn't you fix that too? And that article can be found and read in full on wonket.com under the headline, You Lousy Ingrates Don't Deserve Joe Biden. It's now 11.14 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as I said, the phone number is 402 4745086 Oh and the KZUM birthday fun drive starts Monday February 13th Help us celebrate 45 years of community radio in Lincoln by making a donation to keep KZUM strong You can do that now 
or later by uh, heading to kzum.org or uh, calling during business hours or during the fun drive when people are here to answer the phone. I'm not taking donations now. I'm taking uh, commentary calls, if anyone cares to call in for that. And, of course, the number for that is uh, 402-474-5086. And, of course, the state of community radio in Lincoln, thanks to KZUM, is strong. Kevin McCarthy, crying fat, hot baby tears before Joe Biden's So Mean State of the Union. It's by Stephen Robinson from February 7th, 2023. From Wonkett.com. Tonight, President Joe Biden will deliver his first State of the Union address since the Chinese spy balloon conquered the nation. Monday, House Representative Jim Jordan wondered how Biden could claim the State of the Union is, quote, strong when we are all obviously enslaved under the Chinese spy balloon's sinister rule. He is a very serious person. Biden plans to call for bipartisan cooperation and mature governance in D.C., which he knows won't happen with Republicans narrowly, yet stupidly in control of the House. But it will draw an effective contrast. He's the adult in the room, and unfortunately, the House is run by mewling infants. Forget the almost quaint by comparison, quote, you lie, heckling of the Obama years. We'll consider it a win if Republicans don't collectively moon Biden. <clears throat> House Republican boss baby, but with a less commanding, far whinier voice, Kevin McCarthy, has already volunteered some notes for Biden's speech tonight. According to CNN's Manu Raju, McCarthy told Biden to not use, quote, extreme MAGA Republicans, unquote, in his speech. Quote, I don't think that's appropriate comment that the president should make, he said. I have expressed that to him in private, and we've had discussions about that as well. End quote. Presumably, Biden told McCarthy to perform an anatomically difficult sexual act. Republicans don't even use the correct term Democratic Party, insisting on saying Democrat Party, with perhaps a deliberate emphasis on rat. When Democrats control the House, McCarthy would often claim the body was run by, quote, socialist Democrats, which was and still is an outright lie. Democratic leaders and most mainstream Democrats make a point of saying they aren't socialists, whereas Republicans all but take MAGA blood oaths. Hakeem Jeffries and Catherine Clark don't wear baseball caps with socialist on them. Biden is characteristically generous when he says, quote, extreme MAGA Republicans, unquote, because the entire party is a wet bag of rabid insurrectionist squirrels. Sahil Kapoor at NBC News reports that supposed, quote, centrist, unquote, Republican Representative Don Bacon won't support a clean debt ceiling increase. 
Bacon says Biden must, quote, make some compromise, unquote, with Republicans who are holding the nation's economy hostage. Bacon reinforces the Republican talking point that Biden is some reckless madman who refuses to, quote, compromise. McCarthy often poses before cameras as a sensible Republican leader who's just seeking, quote, common ground, while simultaneously behaving like a thuggish gangster, exerting the powers of his office to inflict petty payback on his political enemies. It's his own one-man performance of Gaslight. Here's McCarthy delivering his own State of Disunion speech Monday, and they link to it there. We won't dwell on his many, many lies about the debt ceiling and how Democrats blow through money like Carrie Bradshaw at a shoe sale. It's a better use of time to discuss the many ways the sun is hot. And it has a tweet there which says, uh, speaking about the U.S. debt ceiling, on Monday Kevin McCarthy claimed Democrats have taken the nation's credit card and spent like crazy, despite U.S. Treasury data showing the nation, national debt level rose by seven, more than $7 trillion during Donald Trump's years as president. Quote from McCarthy here. We must commit to finding common ground on a responsible debt limit increase, he declared. Quote, finding compromise is exactly how governing in America is supposed to work and exactly what the American people voted for just three months ago. End quote. McCarthy pretends that Republicans have some sort of mandate when they face-planted in every key Senate race and barely flipped the House, and the New York state voters who put them over the finish line did so because of uh, court-imposed redistricting. And uh, tanking the economy wasn't on their wish list, but I guess U.S. selections do operate under the voters-break-it-they-bought-it principle. The White House won't discuss any federal spending cuts with these fools until after the debt ceiling is lifted. That's not refusing to compromise. Republicans are threatening to destroy America's full faith and credit and crash the economy in exchange for vague demands they can't even identify publicly. You shouldn't pay them in cash up front before the goods are delivered. There's also every reason to believe that many Republicans want to shoot the hostage and spend the next two years blaming Biden for the economic fallout. And if you want to read that article in full, that can be found under the headline, Kevin McCarthy crying fat, hot baby tears before Joe Biden's so mean State of the Union. It's on wonket.com. But, of course, the news that blew away every other headline. Chinese spy balloons are bad. Republican screeching is worse. Spy Liz Dai, from February 6th, 2023, off of wonkat.com. 
Unemployment is down to 3.4%. 517,000 jobs were created in January. And inflation seems finally to be easing. These are good stories for President Joe Biden. So naturally, Republicans want to talk nonsense about a Chinese spy balloon. And the media is only too happy to oblige. <clears throat> Quote, Did it drop and disperse surveillance products powered by solar energy to allow unlimited surveillance? Wondered Fox's Marie Bartiromo. Whose singular dedication to being the dumbest working journalist at a major network remains unchallenged? Representative James Comer, the new chair of the House Oversight and someone who needs flashcards to be stupid, went even further. Quote, My concern is that the federal government obviously doesn't know what's in that balloon. Is that bioweapons in that balloon? Did that balloon take off from Wuhan? End quote. Yes, the balloon is full of solar-powered bioweapons, or, may, or maybe surveillance fentanyl. Why didn't Biden shoot it down over to be, Topeka? It must be exhausting to be this moronic. And God knows, peepaw Donald Trump needs a nap. And then it has a uh, truth from him on Truth Social. That's what he calls his uh, tweets knockoff. He does truth. Truth being in quotes. Quote, who sends a billion-dollar blimp with the most sophisticated equipment in the world and large enough to hold ten cars or three large buses into a complex pattern over the United States without it quite possibly being manned, such as the, quote, manned spacecraft? China should have been called to ask. If no, shoot it down. If yes, negotiate the greatest deal ever. By which I guess he means that if it's manned, we should not shoot it down if the Chinese would agree to some deal. Anyway, back to the article. Here on planet Earth, none of this makes a lick of sense, even if you discount the Chinese line that this is a simple weather balloon blown off course. The reality is that China has spy satellites and drones, and so do we. There's no way of knowing why China chose to float this thing over America on the eve of a planned visit between Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and President Xi. But the doomed dirigible caused major diplomatic embarrassment and Biden has now canceled his and Blinken has now canceled his trip. If this was a ploy to make President Biden look weak, then it failed spectacularly everywhere but on Fox News. And uh, no one knows exactly what the balloon was doing, but you can bet your bottom dollar that if the Biden administration had taken it down over land and harmed one hair on the head of a goat gracing in East uh, blank, the same Republicans cursing his lack of courage would be howling for impeachment based on his reckless endangerment of human life. According to Reuters, the military cleared the airspace above Billings, Montana on Wednesday, but then decided not to risk shooting the thing down over land, something the curvy couch brain trust at Fox insists is a sign of dereliction of duty by General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. As soon as the craft reached the Atlantic, it was hit by a Sidewinder missile fired by an F-22 fighter jet dispatched from Langley Air Force Base in Virginia. 
The debris field stretches some seven miles, most of it in shallow waters off the coast of South Carolina, where we can recover the parts and possibly assess what it was doing. Make no mistake, this is a serious incursion that raises questions that don't fit into a soundbite that can be replayed for partisan advantage. As the Times' David Sanger points out, China seems to have miscalculated badly and then had no means to defuse the diplomatic crisis once unleashed. We've now got their balloon, and they've got egg on their faces. But there are no rational policy discussions to be had with a party reborn in the image of a spray-painted game show host obsessed with scoring points in an endless cycle of fake outrage. And uh, if you want to read that article in full, since I did skip over some parts, it can be found on wonket.com under the headline, Chinese spy balloons are bad, Republican screeching is worse. And it's now 11.31 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hey, this is the Sarah Devour on KZUM. The topic is the State of the Union Address 2023, or just the State of the Union, your own opinions of said same thing. And this show is followed by a show called The Groove Machine, which is on from midnight until 2 a.m., playing Christian heavy metal music. Or at least that's what they say. And... All right, the Chinese spy balloon. Of course, this inspired many claims that Joe Biden was somehow compromised to China. After all, when you have the most corrupt president in U.S. history of the last administration and his crime family, you have to pretend that uh, Honest Joe is somehow corrupt. <clears throat> and what is the evidence for that? Oh, yes. It's uh, a hard drive in the possession of Rudy Giuliani, some cell phones in the possession of Tony Bobolinsky, and some writers for the New York Post, who have been the only ones who uh, Rudy has allowed to see the hard drive contents, or uh, Mr. Bobolinsky's cell phones, I guess you're just taking his word on those. And those writers for the Washington, uh, I mean, the uh, New York Post, if you do a search on any of their names along with the words fact check, you will find that they have uh, long records of lying about pretty much everything. And the New York Post being a tabloid uh, outlet, that figures. <clears throat> and without that hard drive in the possession of Rudy Giuliani or the cell phones in the possession of Tony Bobolinsky and the things they claim to be on them, there actually is no evidence that uh, Joe Biden ever concealed any income from uh, his son Hunter or from anyone else. 
kind of a lot to put on such shaky evidence. But I will uh, read an article now from Wonket.com. Hunter Biden's laptop bites back. Oh, well, no, first I think I will read uh, some reporting on the origin of the uh, laptop story, as reported by Wonket.com. <coughs> See, this is from an article titled uh, Steve Bannon, the Chinese Billionaire, and Hunter Biden's Laptop Number One. And this was written by Liz Dye from, it's from April 12, 2022. And I'll just read one section, which uh, is some reporting they did on it in October of 2020. In April of 2019, someone brought a, quote, water-damaged MacBook Pro, unquote, to a computer repair shop somewhere in Delaware. The laptop had a sticker on it from the Bo Biden Foundation, and knowing that Bo Biden was Joe Biden's dead son, the shop owner made a copy of the hard drive before calling the FBI, as one does. On said hard drive, he discovered emails to Hunter Biden from a Ukrainian businessman thanking him for an introduction to Joe Biden, and also videos of Hunter Biden smoking crack and having sex. You know, just stuff you leave on your laptop, which you then abandon at some rando computer store without any kind of password protection. A grand jury in Delaware seized the laptop back in December, but the computer store owner turned his copy of the hard drive over to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, Robert Costello, the same guy who tried to be the back channel to Michael Cohen after he flipped on Trump, whom the computer dude just happened to know because, uh, reasons. And a Rudy Giuliani, who had been palling around with literal Russian spies attempting to launder fake documents and flogging cartoonishly ridiculous stories about Joe Biden and his son looting Ukraine, wouldn't let anybody examine the device to authenticate it. He just wanted everyone to take him at his word that it contained child pornography and evidence against, quote, the Biden crime family. And Rudy's word being what it is, the story went nowhere until Steve Bannon swarmed in and talked the Post into running it. Anyway, that's a bit of the origins of it there. And now the article, Hunter Biden's Laptop Bites Back. And yeah, it's about time there was an investigation of Giuliani and John Paul Mac Isaac and Tony Bobolinsky and perhaps even the New York Post writers for their uh, participation in this hoax because the FBI and also the New York Times and the Washington Post after getting uh, access to the FBI's laptop They didn't find anything that's being reported by the New York Post writers. All they found was that uh, there had been some unreported income and that uh, Hunter then paid what he owed in the unreported income to the IRS. And now they're just deciding whether to 
sort of penalty he should pay for not having reported that income and having paid the tax on it earlier. That's it. No uh, 10% for the big guy. I'm sure if the New York Times or the Washington Post had found such a thing, let alone the FBI, they would be quite embarrassed if they were shown to have covered it up, which is what uh, you know Charles Grassley and uh, Ron Johnson of the Senate are uh, proposing. And, of course, uh, Charles Grassley himself uh, is worth over $7 million a few years back, a little less now since he's gifted some of it to his descendants and uh, on the uh, public servant's salary. The thing is that ridiculous to think that Joe Biden would need money from his son Hunter. How did he get his money? Well, the way a lot of uh, high-ranking politicians and famous celebrities get their money, they're able to make speeches, and write books. They don't even have to write the books themselves. They can get a writer to help them write it. Write it. The writer uh, interviews them and then writes it up, and it's their story, and uh, make uh, millions. So, except for this uh, hard drive in the possession of Rudy Giuliani and cell phones in the possession of Tony Bobolinsky, they're left with saying, oh, look at all this business done with China by Hunter Biden, who has a law degree and can uh, negotiate business deals and write up and explain contracts. As though uh, doing business with China by anyone involved in international business was some sort of unknown thing and course, the Trump family, much business with China and other places. Anyway, to the article, Hunter Biden's laptop bites back. Yesterday, Hunter Biden's lawyer sent letters to two prosecutors, the IRS and Fox News, demanding legal action regarding a laptop stolen from his client. As opening salvos go, it was a long time in coming. According to, quote, laptop from hell, unquote, lore, in 2019, the president's son dropped off three waterlogged laptops at a computer repair shop in Delaware and never picked them up. The shop owner, a man named John Paul Mac Isaac, who is legally blind and fond of Tam O'Shanter hats, copied the most interesting bits of the damaged hard drive and turned them over to Rudy Giuliani and his lawyer, Robert Costello. From thence, they migrated to Steve Bannon and the New York Post, and for a brief minute, we all knew who some goon named Tony Bobolinsky was. For upward of two years, the laptop has been a main character on the right-wing media, with photographs of Hunter Biden naked, having sex, and using drugs, a mainstay of Fox News. Giuliani used it as the basis of preposterous claims that President Joe Biden and his son were bilking billions from the Ukrainians. Or perhaps the Chinese. Who can say, really? Rudy's not really a details kind of guy. In the meantime, Donald Trump's Goomba Attorney General Bill Barr, tasked then U.S. Attorney in Delaware with investigating the younger Biden for God knows what, but whatever it is, they haven't found it more than two years later. 
Not that it stopped Republicans from screaming bloody murder, including demanding locker-ups for saying he didn't have a drug problem when he applied for a gun permit. Hey, look, we finally found a gun law the GOP can get behind. Perhaps the time for the younger Biden to respond was, oh, literally any time before now. But here we are with the president's son, represented by Abby Lowell, a D.C. fixture so regular that he represented Jared and Ivanka during their time in the White House. Lowell sent letters to the Attorney General of Delaware, Kathy Jennings, as well as to Matthew Olson, head of the National Security Division at the Department of Justice, requesting an investigation into several individuals they accuse of illegally accessing and disseminating the younger Biden's data. These include Rudy Costello and Steve Bannon, of course, as well as Mac Isaac, the computer weirdo. Also on the list are Bannon's henchman, Jack Maxey, who stole a copy of the data and sent it to multiple Republican members of Congress, Yakov Applebaum, an aide to Senator Ron Johnson, who helped Mac Isaac download the data, and Garrett Ziegler, an aide to Peter Navarro, who seems to have spent most of his time blanking for the campaign and now runs a uh, rat blanking for the campaign and now runs a, quote, non-profit, unquote, dedicated to disseminating Hunter Biden's stolen data. Ziegler famously lets Sidney Powell, Mike Flynn, Patrick Byrne, and Rudy Giuliani into the White House on December 18, 2020, for the infamous Oval Office showdown with the White House lawyers. He later came into the crosshairs of a House January 6th Select Committee, where he pled the fifth in answer to every substantive question. He is also a total blank. And not actually a blank, because it's not the word they used. <clears throat> in a letter to the IRS Director of Tax-Exempt Organizations, Lowell notes that Ziegler's supposed charity is, quote, little more than a thinly disguised political operation to attack the Biden administration and the Biden family with a state admission to finish, quote, finish our comprehensive dossier on crimes found in the Biden laptop, end quote. The letter included 36 pages documenting Ziegler's use of his company for political activity, which is not the purpose of Section 501c3 of the Internal Revenue Code. Another of Biden's lawyers, Brian Sullivan, sent a preservation letter to Tucker Carlson, as well as Fox News' general counsel, Bernard Guger, regarding a false story about Hunter Biden paying $50,000 a month in rent. The tale picked up traction on the right in January of 2023, largely thanks to, thanks to Carlson and the New York Post's Miranda Devine, who got the, quote, tip, unquote, from an anonymous Twitter account, and ran with it. According to the letter, Fox hosts continued to run with the story even after Breitbart and the Daily Caller had retracted it, which is not a great look. Of course, the wingers are running with the storyline that Hunter Biden has finally admitted that the laptop they've been serving up is his, thereby proving every conspiracy theory they've been saying about him for years. In fact, the, quote, laptop, unquote, isn't a laptop at all, assuming Mac Isaac's story is somewhere in the neighborhood of true. The, quote, laptop, unquote, is a digital image of some portion of a waterlogged hard drive that's been passed around for years 
and according to the Washington Post, shows every sign of having been tampered with. The Post's forensic analysts could only authenticate about 22,000 of the 129,000 emails in the cache. So, be smart. And also be careful with your devices. And that's the end of the article. Of course, Hunter Biden couldn't say for sure whether it was or was not actually his laptop because, well, he can say that some of the data on it is is because it was most likely, in my opinion, stolen from him when he was uh, in Russia or uh, any of the former Soviet republics, or it would have been easy for someone to steal the data off of his laptop or uh, from... uh, when he was at Burisma or when he was uh, in Kazakhstan. Anyway, he was traveling around. He had his laptops with him. Someone could have come in, copied it, left. Then uh, what is being called his laptop could have uh, things that are uh, actually his data and then some things which are altered, some things which are faked. You know, but some enough enough real things to make it seem like, well, maybe it's his, but... uh, Anyway, other than it, there's really no evidence that uh, Joe Biden is corrupt in any way or that it's anything unusual for his family to have uh, used their family name to open the door for various uh, career opportunities. And it mentioned the story about uh, Hunter Biden paying $50,000 a month in rent from PolitiFact, politifact.com. Quote, document shows that Hunter Biden paid Joe Biden $50,000 a month in rent. And the uh, little meter they have on uh, the PolitiFact truth meter rates that as false. If your time is short, it has the summary. This is wrong. The figure in question, $49,910, matches the quarterly rent for office space at House of Sweden, home to the Swedish and Icelandic embassies on K Street in Washington, D.C. Business records show that an office for Rosemont Seneca Advisors, an investment firm co-founded by Hunter Biden, was located there. House of Sweden pointed us to a spokesperson for Sweden's National Property Board who confirmed to PolitiFact that Hunter Biden paid $49,910 in quarterly rent for an office space in House of Sweden. And the article goes on, days after it was reported that classified documents were found in President Joe Biden's office in Washington, D.C. think tank and at his Delaware home, conservative commentators launched new allegations about him and his son, Hunter Biden. Quote, Hunter Biden paid his dad $50,000 a month in rent for the home that house that housed classified documents during the same time Joe Biden only claimed less than $20,000 in rent payments per year. Well, actually, he uh, did get less than $20,000 rent payments in year for renting a house. I guess that's uh, about right. Show, uh, yeah, $20,000, less than $20,000 in rent per year versus uh, $50,000 per month. And, uh, yeah, Tucker was running with this and... uh, not true. 
and they uh, oh they had the document where uh, Hunter was paying for office space on K Street in Washington D.C. That's where all the lobbyists are, and rent is very high. Where he was paying almost fifty thousand dollars per quarter. That's uh, three months of the year. Anyway. So I guess that's just showing how much uh, they will lie in order to make the case that somehow uh, Joe Biden is corrupt and that he's taking money from his son, Hunter. Let's see. says, uh, New York Post reporter Miranda Devine, who was one of the first to share the document online, made an updated post after rumors surfaced suggesting it showed rental payments to his father. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> they have at the bottom our ruling. Conservative commentators and social media posts claim that Hunter Biden paid Joe Biden $50,000 in monthly rent to live at, some, at the same Delaware home where classified documents were found. This is wrong. The figure refers to quarterly rent Hunter Biden paid for office space in Washington, D.C. A spokesperson for Sweden's National Property Board confirmed. We rate this claim as false. And really, everything you hear from conservative movement media or the conservative movement uh, spokespeople should do a fact check on everything because uh, if it seems like they're saying something as, oh, wow, that seems pretty uh, hard to believe, well, yeah, fact check it all. Oh, no, the weather. It's now 37 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, low tonight predicted to be 26 degrees with clear skies and tomorrow a high of 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Yay. And uh, sunny. <clears throat> so anyway, this has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, maybe next week I'll get to the Justice in Policing Act and the support there is for that and the reasons for wanting it. And so, as I said, this has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening, and good night to you all.